Oh, hello there, beautiful listener. I'm Paul Jarvis, and this is the Sunday Dispatches. FreshBooks has launched an all-new version of their cloud accounting software so you can spend more time doing the work you love and less time stressing over paperwork. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com sunday or just enter Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About Us section. If you listen to this show or read my newsletter, you're probably well aware how much I hate motivational quotes and platitudes on social media and how they don't actually correlate with steps towards taking action or ownership of our lives. Belief can be similar in that simply thinking you can do something doesn't mean you'll actually do it. But actually, in belief's case, it's a good first step, but only if there are more steps. So let's talk about action-based belief. For example, let's say, I believe I can write a book. So I start writing one. Belief is then the catalyst if action follows. Belief is really just confidence in that case, which isn't something just reserved for confident people because, let's face it, I'm the least confident person ever, but I still have it when it's necessary. So another example of action-based belief, let's say, I believe I can speak in front of thousands of people without peeing my pants. So I do. The speaking part, not the peeing your pants part. So belief in that case also sparks, and then action is the follow-through. Belief only works when you act on it, and taking it from an idea in your head to something that's tangibly controlled by your actions. So here's how I see it working. So there's a few steps. There are, let me scroll down, four steps and then a summary. So the first step in action-based belief is assume what you're doing is going to work. So this is not some the secret garbage where the universe magically attracts what you desire with rainbows and butterflies that shoot out of your fingertips. That's like imagining a parking space will magically appear simply because you need to park your car. You might as well believe in invisible transcendental gnomes who live under the city, push cars out of the spot you want into an alternate dimension, freeing the space for you. No, just no. Assuming what you want will work only happens if you take responsibility for it. So if you want a parking spot, assume you will find one if you keep driving around until you do, probably in like concentric circles around where you want to go, moving ever outwards until there's a spot. Transcendental gnomes not required. So if you believe the book you want to write will be a success, you actually have to write the book, assuming it will, right? Otherwise, you've got this big dream that you've done nothing about. But when you're writing, you have to assume that it'll work. And being okay with it not working after you write it is necessary too. And I'll explain that in the fourth part. So you have to presuppose success. Otherwise, you're constantly looking for a reason why your actions and work will not be fruitful. If you assume failure, then every setback will be a signal that is a, an I told you so from your brain. And your brain can be a jerk. Don't let your brain be a jerk. So the second part of action-based belief is you have to assume that you're more like what other people think of you. Because we're all in our own heads so much that we only see these shortcomings, neuroses, and problems constantly. Which is fine. We all need to own our shit and work our own shit out, right? But we're all weirdos, absolute weirdos, in our own heads. But the good thing is that other people don't see everyone else like that. Or if they do, it just doesn't matter as much to them as it does to us inside our heads. And that's because they're also way too busy thinking about their own shortcomings to worry about ours. So here's an example. When I was a touring musician, and I was playing on stage pretty much every night, 
if I played a bad note in a guitar solo, and I winged pretty much all the guitar solos that I ever played, so they're always different. But if I played one bad note in this like random thing that I was doing, I would assume that everybody heard it, everybody judged me, and it would be all anybody would think about for the rest of the show. And since it wasn't jazz, I wasn't trying to play the wrong notes either. If you watch The Office, there's an amazing scene with Dwight and Angela, and she's crying about something else, but she, they bring up jazz, and why can't they just play the right notes? Probably my favorite scene in The Office. FreshBooks can now count over 10 million freelancers and business owners as part of their tribe. How'd they do that? Well, for 13 years, they've obsessed over making their accounting software fast, ridiculously easy to use, and built specifically for creatives, not number pushers. So I can't cover all the features, but you can send a branded invoice in under 30 seconds, you can see when the clients looked at it, and you can get paid in two clicks. So if you haven't checked out FreshBooks, do it. Do it now. They've got a 30-day no credit card required free trial. So go to freshbooks.com slash Sunday or just type in Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About a section. Anyhow, back to the example of me playing a show and playing a bad note. No one ever cared that I hit one bad note because most people didn't even notice. So no one ever cared as much as I did about the bad notes because it wasn't a big deal to them. It never ruined the show for them. It only ruined the show for me if I let it. So the more we realize that everyone's so self-involved that they don't see our own shortcomings and they don't see them mattering as much as we think they do, the more we can be free to try things and make mistakes along the way. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It never ruins the entire show. So the third thing is that we are what we believe we are. Our brains are like a computer that has two applications on it, the Heck Yes app and the Epic Fail app. So if we run the Epic Fail app, we become experts in our own shortcomings because that's all the app does. It shows us why every action can be stopped with any tiny excuse for any situation that is less than perfect. The app tells us we can't, we shouldn't, and we are good enough to try. If we run the Heck Yes app, it shows us that we can achieve things if we do the work. It gives us reasons why we can, why we should, and why we're good enough to give it a go. So both apps do exactly what they're supposed to do with remarkable efficiency because they're apps. They start running the instant we open them and they get to processing information through their own lens. So if we're running Epic Fail all day, every tiny thing that happens from rain to a nasty email to a computer crashing to a stomachache becomes a signal that our belief in ourselves is wrong. Therefore, all action that moves us towards what we want should be halted. Whereas if we're running heck yes all day, the rain signals that it's a great day to work inside. Or the nasty email means that we should delete that one person off our mailing list. Or a computer crash means that it's a good time to get up and stretch. Or an empty stomach simply means that we need to eat something and get back to work. The same events happen while running both apps, but each app processes data in a totally different way. So make sure you aren't running the wrong app. The fourth thing is to just release, right? If you're confident what you're actioning on will work, then and heck yes is running in the background, then the final step is just to release it. As in, you believed, you've done everything you possibly can, you've assumed success, and now it's time to just see what happens with factors beyond your control. So to bring back the music example, if I practice guitar, I've rehearsed the songs every day for months, when I step on stage, I'm really releasing control. Because whatever happens at that point is going to happen. I've set myself up as well as I can for success, But if I hit a bad note, I hit a bad note. At that point, I've done the work, I've enjoyed the process of doing the work, and the outcome is whatever it'll be. So same with, for example, writing a book. 
if I've done my best to learn and use firsthand knowledge and I found the best agent who's hooked me up with the best publisher and editor and together we put out a great book with a solid marketing strategy, then the book's success or failure is now due to a million tiny little things going right or going wrong. Belief, action, release means that you have the confidence, you did the work, and you'll be fine whatever happens with the outcome. You can always have another idea to act on, another show to play, another book to write, another rock star parking space to find. Just like while you're doing the work, you can't assume failure. If you assume failure once the work is done, even if that work isn't succeeding by your definition, then it's likely that you'll find some reason to stop trying. Whereas if you assume it'll work out until it's proven not to work out, then you won't dwell on failure too long because you'll be back at believing in something else and working towards something else, in fact. So to sum this up, belief only works if we act. And there's a parable, I think, in Christianity, sorry if that's wrong, that there was some dude stuck on a roof in a flood. I think this is a Christian parable. I don't know because I don't know that much about religion. I'll admit that. But so there's this dude stuck on a roof in a flood, and there's several attempts to save him by neighbors, by a helicopter, by a boat. And he ignores them all, and then he drowns. And he kept saying, like, no, God's got me, bro. And then he doesn't act. And then he dies and sees God. And God's like, what the heck? I sent you a bunch of rescuers. And the guy believed that he didn't have to take responsibility for his actions, so he didn't act. He believed he wanted to be saved, but didn't do anything about it. So belief is the first step to succeeding at something, but only if action follows. I honestly don't think successful people are smarter, more driven, or possess some magic skill from transcendental gnomes that makes them somehow better than other people. I just think that successful people assume they're going to get to work at proving themselves right. <laughs>